Good morning, morning. Declare Victory. Good morning, Laquita from from Sacramento. Good morning. God bless you. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Thursday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey, have a great day. Good morning. Happy Thursday, Sister Lisa. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, this is Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. Happy Thursday. God bless you. God bless you, too. Hallelujah. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. You doing okay? Not really. Just Mm. keep me in your prayers, okay? That's for sure. God bless you. Thank you. Jesus, Jesus loves you. Yeah, I know. I wish my husband did. Mm. Not a good one. Good morning. Declare victory. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Sister Diane. Good morning. God bless you. If you're not speaking, can you please put your phone on mute? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Good morning. Declare victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Okay, good morning. This is JR. Good morning. Good morning, JR. God bless you. Good morning, Rebecca. Let's see. I heard. Let's see. Did I hear Swanita? Yes. Good morning. Good morning. And who else did I hear? Rebecca. Good morning. Good morning, Rebecca. God bless you. Good morning. Declare victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. His mercy endures forever. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Doing a new thing. Good morning. Declare victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Krishanda. Good morning. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Good morning, morning. Songbird. Good morning. It's how are you this morning? I'm good. Good to hear your beautiful sound. (laughs) Thank you. Good to hear your sound as well. I didn't say my name, Krishanda, but I know you know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) My sister. (laughs) Good morning. Declare victory. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? 
Good morning, yes. my love. This is Leonia. <laughs> Good morning, mother. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Now that I hear your voice, God bless you. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> love you. Okay, I love you much. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, declare victory. Anyone else joined the call this morning that would like to say hello? Good morning. Good morning, this is Jubilant. Good morning, Jubilant. God bless you. Bless you as well. Good morning, sis. Happy Thursday, Declare Victory. This is a thankful Thursday. We will stand and triumph and see the Lord be victorious in every situation. I love y'all. Declare Victory. Amen. Declare Victory. God bless you. God bless you. Well, let's see here. um, Before we begin the hosting, is there anyone else that would like to say Good morning. Good morning. This is Patience. Good Good morning, morning, Patience. God bless you. God bless you, too. All right. I could just ask everyone to um, put the phones on mute. We're going to go ahead and get started with the call. And before we more, uh, move forward again, I want to ask you to put your um, your lines on mute. Make sure they're on the mute before I proceed. Hello, my name is Krishanda, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here at Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of March, where our monthly theme is entitled Identity. The declarers will focus the importance of discovering, embracing, and allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest our God-ordained identities in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Scazzaro. The call takes uh-oh, the call takes place from 6 to 7 a.m., I'm sorry, p.m., Pacific Standard Time, 8 to 9 p.m., Central Standard Time, and 9 to 10 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, right here by dialing this same number tonight. Let's see. The prayer requests submitted are, uh, let's see here, I saw something for Sister J.C. is praying, has a prayer request for her cousin. And I'm just looking here. Give me one second. Get back to Let's see here. Has a prayer request for her cousin. Nita Malone for her finances. 
health and a steady job with benefits. We also have a prayer request for Sister Susie. So please, when we pray, remember them in our prayers. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sister Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Minister Phillips. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sister Juliet. The declaration will be brought by Minister Phillips. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today is from John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Sister Juliet. Good morning, DV family. quiet our souls right now as we enter the presence of the Lord I want you us to lay down our burdens right now all our distractions put them before him right now Thoughts, the cares of this life, put them down right now. As we enter in, we enter in to the presence of the the Lord. Come in, Lord. Come in. Make your presence known right now. Somebody needs you right now at this moment, Lord. Break off the shackles. Break off the shackles. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. We need to hear from you. Yeah. Holy Spirit, come. We need to hear from you. Yeah, yeah. Hands are lifted up. Heads are bowed. Hearts are in posture of surrender. 
We need to hear from you. Wash the room, wash the room. Take away the decay, the sadness, the anger, despair. Wash the room, wash the room. Clear away the thoughts. The thoughts that feel like you may not care. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Mm. Shut down the voice of the enemy that says we are not worthy to be in your presence. We need to hear from you. Lord, we just thank you. We lift you high, Lord. We glorify you. There's no one else like you that can do the things you do. We need to hear from you. We need to feel your presence, Lord. Fill us with that power, that dunamis power. That says, I am a child of the king. Mm. We need to hear from you. Yes. We need to hear from you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blood that was shed on our for our sins. That saved us from this hell-bent life we were going to hear from you. Lord, we need the peace that passes all understanding. We need the joy that cometh in the morning. We thank you for being that very present help in time of trouble. pillar of clouds by day and of fire by night. We need to hear from you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just want to thank you for your healing power. Lord, we want to thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, the one that provides. Lord, we want to thank you, Lord, for giving us the strength to get up this morning and get on this call. We want to thank you for speaking to our hearts even right now, Lord. You know exactly what we need, Father God. You're everything we need. 
Have your way in our hearts, Lord. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Cast us not away from thy presence, but restoring to us the joy. The joy, Father God, that only you can give. The world didn't give it and can't take it away. The joy. We need to hear from you, Lord. Some people need some financial blessings, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that you are provider. We thank you, Lord, that you are sustainer. We thank you, Lord, that you are our keeper. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus, for regulating our minds, for keeping us sane, for showing us which way to go. We need to hear from you. We need to hear from you. Now, DB family, you know what you need to hear from God for. So I want you to take your phone off of mute, and I want you to call out those things you need to hear from God for. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Call up those okay, things. Thing in my back, Lord. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. I guess I'm supposed to come in now, right? Think I'm coming in. Hallelujah. Repatore pa repo shotere. 
man, I ain't know y'all was gonna have the music on. You know that that that's ooh we that got got me going. <laughs> that was good. Hallelujah. God bless every single person that is on here. May God greatly, greatly, greatly bless your life. May may the oil of joy be released over every single person that is on this broadcast. And I decree and I declare victory is within your walls. I decree and I declare that not only will you know the sound of victory, but that you will experience the moments in the experience of victory. I pray that every situation you will see victory. Hallelujah. We unite right now with the clarion call that has been released over this prayer line, that apostolic call to declare victory. I decree and declare and come into unity with this cry that has been released, that victory is declared, that every single person that comes onto this phone line, hallelujah, will declare victory, that victory will be declared in your lives, in your mind, in your will, in your emotions, in your household. Hallelujah. 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 I love every single person that is on here. I just want to preface my comment for what I'm going to say. Okay? I love every single person that is on here. A lot of you all, I don't know. But I come in with the love of God, seriously, for the things that I want to share today concerning identity. And if there's one thing that I've learned is that when you stand for truth and when you release the truth to God, whether it's through worship, whether it's through, through prayer, even though prayer is a form of worship, um, but I mean worship in a form of, of singing, um, you know, singing or however you say, yelling, screaming, whatever, praising God, okay? Or when you exalt God in, in, in obedience, things like that, you know, it tends to aggravate certain things inside. Now, I'm giving a preface. I'm prefacing my comment for everything, you know, that may happen today. And I'm just telling you, if you begin to feel something inside of you that gets a little uneasy, that gets aggravated, okay, that feels like your skin is crawling, all right? Now, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm always right because I'm not. But I do want to tell you this. You might want to ask God first just to start off. Lord, what is this? Okay? Lord, what is this? Because sometimes when you, or let me put it like this, when truth is going out and you start to feel like that, that's because that's a demon. Okay? That's a, that's a, I'm just calling it what it is. I know I could be honest you know, on this line, all right? That's that's the enemy sitting there like, I hate this. I don't want to hear this. 
And it's okay if you feel that way. Welcome to the club. I've been there a million times and had to go get me some deliverance. Okay? So I just want to just preface my comment in this because one of the first areas that the enemy attacked was our identity. And that's what we're going to get into today since this is on identity because it is time to move. It is time to go forward. I know the one thing that I have been sensing in the spirit with this month, and and for the record, I'm not somebody that gets words like month to month of what God is doing each month. I more so get things for, for seasonal things, whatever it is. But I clearly heard for, for this month, um, you know, with that one of the actions, one of the things that was taking place was there was going to be a lot of movement taking place this month. People were going to begin to move. Identity has everything to do with movement because when we embrace our identity, when we embrace, you know, the truth of who we are, that causes an acceleration to take place in our lives. Hallelujah. So let me just get right to this. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for everything that is going to be shared this morning. Father, I thank you that your word is true. I decree today, let your word be true and let every man be a liar. Lord, I decree today that the truth of your word will expose any inadequacies in our lives. I pray that it will be exposed for the purpose of healing. Lord, I pray that as these these places of emptiness are exposed, Father, that you would release your healing balm, your healing balm to these areas of our hearts today. Lord, we declare victory. Any area where our identity has been attacked, Lord God, we decree a movement of victory taking place. Lord, I unite right now with every single prayer Lord God, that has been released. Every God-ordained message that has been released over this month, Father, I unite with those messages today. And I pray, Lord God, Lord, that, that not only is the kingdom of God continuing to be established, that you have used Dion to set up this apostolic call, Lord God, but that there will be a forcible jolt, a forcible shift, a forcible push into this next place of identity of where you desire for each and every single one of us to go, not just in this call, but in our lives. Lord, that it will create a ripple effect around creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, we know it's a very famous chapter because this is the chapter where um, uh, Satan tempts or attempts to tempt Adam and Eve, okay? We know Adam and Eve have been made. We know that um, in Genesis chapter 1, God gave Adam dominion. He gave mankind, Adam and Eve were given dominion over all of creation. 
I'm going to read Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, but then listen to the rest. Male and female created he them, and God blessed them and said unto them, what did God say to the man and to the woman? Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Come on. God had given us a mandate to be fruitful. This is, this is part of our identity, is to be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish the earth and subdue it, to have dominion over creation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the order of the Lord. Now, I'm going to get into something. I'm going to fast forward to Genesis chapter 3. After the serpent sits there and tempts Eve, and I want to make sure, just in case, you know, in any, any man-hating spirits, you know, stir up, I want to make sure that I strip the accuser of some certain things where you'll be able to confront any lies that are said. And this is one I'll never forget when my brother-in-law first shared this with me, my brother-in-law Clarence. And I want to, I want to read this, this part with you in Genesis chapter three, verse six, it says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Now this is after Satan told the woman this. when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit, ate, but listen to the next part, and gave also unto her husband with her. Her husband with her, and he did eat. I remember when my brother-in-law told me this. Um, um, shared this with me about a year or two ago. And it's so messed me up about two years ago, maybe, year and a half. And the part about her husband being with her, okay? So before we go deeper into this identity thing, I want to expose that when Satan gave Eve the fruit, she was not by herself, okay? She was not by herself like we've, we've believed, like I used to believe. That I used to believe she was by herself, and then she got the fruit, and then after she got the fruit, she went and she found Adam. No, according to this verse, he was with her. So if he was with her, that means he was right there, you know, standing there when the enemy not only tempted her, but then when she began to grab the fruit and eat it. In other words, the man whom God had given the directive to sat there and was passive. He was a passive man. In that moment, he did not speak up. He sat there and in his passivity allowed the woman to eat of that fruit unchallenged. Unchallenged. And so as a result, what ended up happening? 
everything else that God experienced in creation and why we needed Jesus to come into the earth. But it wasn't just the woman. It was also the passivity of man that played a part in her eating of that fruit. Now, let me go a step further. When God came in the cool of the day, and this is the heart of the message, what we're going to get into. When God came in the cool of the day, walking, and he says, Adam, where are you? And Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Genesis 3, verse 11, what we're going to really go into today, says, and he said, talking about God, who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were naked? Okay, that's the identity piece we're going to get into today. Who told you? Who told you? The identity that we have embraced in our lives, who told you that you were that? Come on. And this isn't just for people that weren't saved. This is for people who were saved too. Who told you? This is really, this is not a rhetorical question. This is something that I want you to really think about. I really want you to ask yourself, who told you? Because, see, if God didn't tell you this, then you got to ask yourself, where did that thought come from? It is time out for us trying to separate things and act like, you know, we, we, you know, well, you know, a lot of these things are harmless when they're not. It's time for us to really start realizing things for what they are, that there was a man who was living named Jesus, and there was an adversary, the devil, who comes to devour. We have to start looking at the heart of the matter and not just things on the surface for the sake of wanting to fit in and look like we're cool. It's time out for that. There are too many people dying going to hell too many there's too much oppression going on you go and you will talk to some people I, you know some people they're, they're they're crying themselves to sleep suffering in silence some of you all may be on the phone right now you spend your days crying your way through your days and nobody knows because you're being beat up on the inside. On the outside, there's a mask. But on the inside, you're being beat up by the accuser of the brethren. I want the accuser of the brethren to be exposed today. So I want you to understand that the agenda of the accuser of the brethren being exposed today. So you're going to even have to ask yourself if the, if the, if the, if the agenda is to have him be exposed, but at the same time for you and I to walk in our identity, you got to ask yourself, what will be speaking against that? Genesis chapter 3, verse 11, God specifically said, who told you you were naked? In other words, I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that. 
so now why why are you claiming that? Did I make you naked? And, and yes, were you naked? Yes, but you were naked in the glory. But what what makes you call yourself that now? Who told you that? Because I see now that you're walking in shame. Your whole movement is different. Your identity is different right now. This is not the way that I created you. Who told you that? Some of us are walking around today with all of these different identities. And none of these identities are identities that God told us. We're walking around calling ourselves things that we're not. As a matter of fact, let me take it a step further. That word told, that word told, I want you to hear that word told is the word nagad. Let me tell you what this Hebrew word means. It means to manifest. You know, we're we hearing this word manifest all the time. You know what I mean? Now, now this 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 new age word. You know, I wanna I wanna manifest these things. What God is saying, who manifested that thing to you? Who manifested that identity to you? You know another word that it means? It also means declare. Who declared that to you? Come on. We are to declare victory. What is it that we are declaring? What are we declaring about ourselves? We have some men who believe that they're really women. Who told you that? We have some women that want to be men. Who told you that? We have some people that sit there and look at themselves in the mirror and believe that they're too ugly. Who told you that? Who told you that you sound bad? Who who told you that your nose was ugly? Who told you that your behind was not big enough? Come on. Who told you that? It's time for us to start realizing these things. Who told you to leave that church? Who told you to join that church? Who told you? that your denomination is the denomination that it should be the one that everybody should listen to. Who told you that? Who told you? Who told you that a woman can't preach? Who told you that? We we got to we got to understand that there is a voice of the accuser that is speaking to us. Who told you to make that decision over there? We got to understand you all. We have an adversary. Do you know it says in Psalm chapter 64? I did not plan on even going here with this Psalm 64. But I, I think it's very apropos. In Psalm chapter 64, verse 5. I'm going to read the New Living Translation and make this plain. It says, he's talking about the wicked. I'm going to start in verse 4. They shoot from ambush at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice, they ask. I'm going to say that again. Who will ever notice, 
they ask. The enemy sets plans and sets traps. And he and his cohorts literally brag amongst themselves and say, not only have we devised the perfect plan, like it says in verse 6, but they'll never know that it was me. They'll never know. Come on. They'll, they'll never know it was me when they up here questioning their identity, questioning why they were put here, sitting here on the brink of suicide because they're listening to these voices tell them these particular things, because they're looking at life this certain way instead of looking at life through the lens of what God said. And the enemy is saying, guess what? We got another one. Just like we tricked Adam and Eve and distorted their view and their vision of their identity on the earth. Come on. Just like we did with them, we'll do right here with this person right here. We're going to distort their identity and distort their view to where now they're ready to kill themselves. Who told you that? Who who told you you were an alcoholic? Hallelujah. Come on. Who who told you that in order to 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 uh, solve your problems or bring comfort to yourself, you need to go grab that bottle? Who told you that? I want you to think about that stuff. No condemnation. I used to do the same thing. But you got to ask yourself, who told you that? Did God tell you? See, everything God tells us is going to lead us to life. Everything that the enemy is on the side of will not only lead us to death, but it leads us out of identity. When you follow Jesus, he leads you into identity. One of the names of Jesus in Isaiah 9, verse 6, I was just talking about this yesterday, but one of his names in Isaiah 9, verse 6 is Wonderful Counselor. And one of the meanings that that word counselor means is purpose. Jesus will always lead you into the way, which is the way to purpose, which is the truth to purpose, which is the life of purpose. You will always find your identity in Jesus. Every single way that Jesus uh, uh, leads us to go, inspires us to go, will always lead us into the place of identity. And in walking in that place of identity and purpose, we experience victory. Come on, this line is declare victory. There is an anointing on this line to declare victory. And I even want to say this, and they didn't tell me to say this. I want to preface this comment too. They didn't, Ms. Dion didn't tell me to say none of this stuff that I'm saying, just in case the enemy want to rise up in your mind or in your heart and want to lie to you and say, oh, man, they, they was talking about this yesterday or something like this for what I'm about to say. None of this stuff. She, don't, she ain't know what I'm about to say. But when you feel things rising up inside of you concerning her on this phone line, you got to ask yourself, who told you that? Really? Why? Because she has been given an apostolic call and an apostolic mandate to launch this line. So she's not only being obedient to God, but the Bible says that she has to be accountable because your leader's bishop over your soul. Now, she may not be the leader in your church, but the moment she comes on this line, guess what? 
she's leading. The moment she comes on this line, she's leading. Hallelujah. And so we got to ask ourselves, who told, who, who's telling me, who's encouraging this unrest that I have? Now, I'm not saying that she can't be wrong. All of us can miss the boat. But what I am saying is when she's doing what she's supposed to be doing on this, uh, you know what I'm saying, we, we got to sit here and fall in line. If not, don't get on the phone. But at the end of the day, we really got to ask ourselves, who told you that? Who told you that? I'm not saying that um, some relationships, I'm, I'm switching it off or I'm going somewhere else now. I'm not saying that some relationships are to come to an end. But there are some relationships where they're coming to an end based off of our own human intuition and not because God told us to end the relationship. You got to ask yourself, who told you that? I hear people tell me all the time, well, I'm not really an intercessor. Who told you that? We're all called to pray. How do you talk to God? How are you going to talk? Do you realize that when we say that thing, we are pronouncing a word curse and saying at that particular moment, I do not talk to God. I do not connect with him. You realize that's what we're saying? Who told you that? Who told you that you're not to be prophesied? Who told you that? Come on. We, we got to really check ourselves in these identities. Who told you that, that it was okay to sit up here and, 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 you know, live life, you know, smoking weed all the time? Who told you that? See, if your answer is society, if your answer is some book you read, if your answer is anything outside of God, you want to check that. Who told you? I understand some things make sense logically. I understand sometimes you get to a point where you just be like, look, man, I, you know. But we still got to be real with ourselves. Who told you that? Who told you? This is the question we want to ask concerning our identity today. Who told you that? Come on. Who told you that God was going to fail you? Who told you that? Who who told you that you are not strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? Who told you that? Who told you that that right now all is lost and, you know, there is no hope? Who told you that? God says those that put their hope in him will never be put to shame. So who told you that there is no more hope? Who told you that? See, these are the things that make us walk contrary to our identity. Who told you that since you didn't have a father in your life, you can't connect to God as a father? Who told you that? God didn't say that. He created creation. He made the stars. He made the seas. The sun heats you up from 93 million miles away. 
93 million miles away. We are being heated up from something from 93 million miles away. You think he can't sit there and help you develop love for a father? He raised people from the dead. He raised his son from the dead, and his son lived forever. Think he can't, you know, cause us to have a love for a father. You know, these defected personalities, these defected identities we claim. Who told you you can't be delivered from homosexuality? Who told you that? Who told you you can't be delivered from fornication and pornography? Come on. Who told you that? Who told you that, you know, um, you know, because of some insecurity or whatever it is or something you don't feel that you're not called to preach the gospel? Who told you that? Who told you that you're called to the marketplace? Come on. We want to we check these things. Because a lot of us, we're, we're out of position, and the reason we're out of position is because we have not embraced our identity. Imagine LeBron James showing up for a basketball game at at the San Francisco 49ers stadium. Imagine him showing up for a basketball game, ball in hand, Lakers jersey at the 49ers game. And they sitting there like, what are you doing on the sideline? And he's like, man, I'm about to go in the game. I'm about to go play. Nah, bro, you, you, you at the wrong place. This ain't what you called to. Your identity is not a football player. You may like football. You may have played football in the past, which he did in high school. You may dream of playing football, but that's not your identity. And that's the same way with, with us. There may be things we may be dreaming about, even things we may be lusting about. Come on. But that's not our identity. I don't care how much the enemy that put that stuff in our head. Who told you that? Some of this stuff that we're claiming over ourselves and over our identity, it's not God. Who told you that? We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are saints of the Most High God. You know, there's a song where it says, and, and I love the song. Don't get me wrong. We fall down, but we get up. It says a saint is just a sinner. No, it's not. A saint is not a sinner. A saint used to be a sinner. But they're not sinners anymore. Why? Because Jesus made us whole. We are innocent. This is one of the hardest things for us to claim in our identity, is that we've been made innocent. We sit there and feel like we got to work ourselves to being innocent. We got to do all of these, these things. We got to go on 3,485-day fast to make ourselves pure. And for the record, I believe in fasting. I fast. But I understand I'm not fasting to make myself righteous because you can't. There's only one that makes you righteous, and it's Jesus. Some of this stuff that, that, that 
uh, religion will have us do to make ourselves righteous. That stuff is from the gates of hell. Yes, it's from the gates of hell. Why do you think Paul said, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He used the word bewitched, okay? Comparing it to witchcraft. Wow. In other words, that spirit that makes you feel that you can be made right with God through your own fleshly works, through your own human works, that's witchcraft. It's real. Some of this stuff we walking around pompous in, no, it's religion. Now, understand one thing. The Bible says don't let your liberty be an occasion of sin. I'm not saying because we're free, you going out and, you know, go hit the strip club. Now, I ain't saying that either. Why? Because we understand our identity and who we are. I understand my identity. So you know what that means? It's not, you know, some people, they, they want to say, oh, man, well, you just got that evangelistic anointing. No. I mean, and this is what I mean by no. Is is there an anointing on me to evangelize? Yes. But let me tell you this. Every believer has an anointing to evangelize. We do have the King of Kings and the, and the Lord of Lords living inside of us, the evangelist himself. But let me bust some religious bubbles. We've also been anointed to prophesy because Jesus was also a prophet. We also have an anointing, uh, an apostolic anointing on our life. Not that we are apostles, but there is an apostolic anointing on our life because we have the anointing of being sent, sent ones. This is part of our identity. We also have the anointing to teach on our lives. How are we going to share the gospel with people? How do we tell them about Jesus? Isn't Holy Spirit, doesn't he teach us in all things? Well, if we have Holy Spirit, how do we not have the anointing to teach? We all have the anointing to pastor. In other words, be a shepherd, somebody coming to us as a safe place. Now, it doesn't mean, you all, that we sit in the office of those things, but we all have access to those anointings when you're believers because we have access to the one who sent those gifts unto men, Ephesians chapter 4. He ascended on high, led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Jesus was all five. In other words, the spirit that inspired him had all five. Think about it. If you got Holy Spirit inside of you, you don't just say, well, I just got an anointing for love, but I don't really have an anointing for joy. What do you mean? You got all nine fruits of the Spirit in you. You got access to all nine. You got access to love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Against such there is no law. We must understand our identity. So when we do go out particular places, we go out, we, we enjoy ourselves, but we still understand who we are. For instance, I use LeBron James again. He understands that when he goes out certain places, I know LeBron isn't a believer. Let's hear the context of what I'm saying. And also, let's make sure we pray for the man and for his family because God loves him and God wants to see him saved. 
But listen to this, you all. When he goes out certain places, you think he goes out like acting like he's not LeBron James? Not at all. He understands who he is. So he knows there are certain places he ain't even going because he's LeBron James. He understands who he is. When you understand who you are, it causes you to move different. If Adam and Eve had embraced what their identity was, they would have never ate of the fruit. Because they would have understood as sons and daughters of the Most High God, one, that their father isn't lying to them. Let's start right there. That lie Satan put in their mind made them made them think like God wasn't being all the way 1,000 with them. Hallelujah. So we want to make sure that we are on that same page as well. We want to make sure, like I said, when we go out and when we're in public, who are we? We are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are ambassadors of the kingdom, ambassadors ambassadors, representatives. That means people may not see God nowhere else, but when they look at you, you are the city on the hill that can't be hid. Do my actions represent Jesus? I could be sitting there having fun. People will tell you that, hang out with me. Look, we, we have fun. I'm going to have me some fun. But at the same time, it ain't no shame because I, I understand who I am. I understand that if I'm sitting there at a basketball game and I'm rooting for Zach Levine and all of them, I understand that when I go in the lobby and somebody say what's up to me, it might be a little bit different because they spirit sense who I am on the inside. So I got to be, be, be watching because it may be God may say, man, go ahead and pray for this person right now. Go ahead and share with this person right now. You know what I'm saying? Man, you know what? Somebody telling an average person that their arm is broke is one thing. But somebody telling a son of the Most High God that their arm is broken is a totally different thing. See, when somebody tell you they're not feeling good and, and they're feeling sick and they tell you that thing randomly while you at a restaurant, why do you think they're telling you that? You're not just anybody. You're a son or a daughter of the Most High God. So when they're telling you that, they're telling you that because their spirit senses that you have the King of Kings inside of you, the one who heals. This is why you're hearing that word. This is why I'm hearing that word. Telling you. It's time for us to embrace our identity as who we are. Stop falling for all this religious nonsense, but also for all of this earthly intellect. All this earthly intellect that is being introduced into our lives. We are sons and daughters of the Most High King. And in that, we love. This is what we do. We walk in love. But then also in walking in love, we want to make sure that, that we love one another. We show love to one another. It said the Bible says we want to honor. We want to esteem others more higher than ourselves. More higher than ourselves. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord put, the, um, when, I, when I was thinking about this, 
you know, um, when this, this, this thing was, you know, was like, God, you know, what to minister to them. When this thing was stirring up in my heart, God, God, it hit me in my heart. So it was like, yo, do you ever go on somebody's platform? You know, and he was talking about with, with Miss Dion. Have you went on her? The Lord was telling me, yo, in a, in a place of honor, you want to today honor her in a form of, and I'm talking about me, of, of sowing to her for allowing you to be on her platform. I'm going to say that again. Show into her for, allow, for, for her allowing you to even be on her platform. See, what that does is that takes away all of that. Any, if they're, Not to say it wasn't there with me, but what I'm saying is it strips all of that even in the realm of the spirit. Come on. It strips all of that stuff away of, you know, entitlement, of, you know, being a guest on that particular thing. No, this platform, this, 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 this thing has been given to you. Show honor. Show honor to them. Show honor to them and who they are. Why? Because this is part of your identity. Part of your identity is you show honor. Come on. We, we, it's time for us to embrace our identity as sons and daughters of the Most High King. Hallelujah. And again, if you need some definitions of who you are, go to the Bible. When we wonder why were we created, that's a question people always ask. Well, Isaiah tells you we were created for his glory, period. That should be enough. Then your next question should be, who is this person that I was created for his glory? And when you really understand who he is, that gives you even more purpose. Come on. Come on. Who told you that? Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, some of you all right now, who told you that you shouldn't pray in tongues? Who told you that? Come on. Who told you? It's time for us to start questioning where is this information coming from? Where? Am I interpreting scriptures the right way? There's a verse in, in Corinthians that talks about how, how the people were reading scriptures every day and never coming to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And they were reading the scriptures every day, never coming to the knowledge of Jesus. So, yes, we can read scriptures and miss Jesus. Come on. We want to humble ourselves. Who told you that? Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Jesus, we decrease so you can increase. Hmm. I want you all to repeat after me right now. I want you all to repeat after me. I want you to say, I decrease so you can increase. Come on, we're going to say that prayer again. Say, I decrease so you can increase. 
That's a simple prayer, but it's powerful. Because what you're telling yourself is everything in me, bow down and let Jesus be exalted. That means less of us and more of him. We want people to see Jesus when they see us. So that means us dying to ourselves. Come on. And the Lord will point it out along the way. And when he points it out, it's about making a choice. We don't have to do all of this work. Jesus did the work for us. But when he does point it out to us, we have a choice. And I'm not saying that the, that the, the bowing down is going to be easy. But I'm saying that the choice to say yes can be easy. Just say yes. God will begin to do the rest. Say yes. But it's time for us to walk in our identity and who we are. And, again, there is an apostolic call on this line to declare victory. So that means even when I come on the line and I come on this thing, because Dion has been obedient to God, that means that anointing flows over me. I want to let y'all know, this ain't just like, you know, me talking at you. No, I'm in the same position you are. There's no difference with me and you. Come on. Because we, we come and we humble ourselves when we come on this line. It's just order. It's just what it is. It's, 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 it's in the word. Come on, people of God. We esteem others better than ourselves. That's scripture. Hallelujah. Father, I pray, let every voice, let every single voice, God, that is not yours. Matter of fact, we're going to say this prayer to God. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father. Now, as a matter of fact, let me say this, because I don't know everybody on here, and so I don't know, you know, who some of our fathers may be. <laughs> I'm just being real. Please don't be offended. I don't know if, I don't. I don't know who's on here. You know what I'm saying? It could be somebody right now, some, you know, somebody who's practicing witchcraft right now on the line, okay? And when they say a father, they talking to the father of lies. You know what I'm saying? So let me just say this. Everybody say Jesus. Hmm. In this season of my life, expose every single voice that is not your voice. Expose every single human voice that does not agree with your voice. Help me to come in alignment with you, Jesus. Rescue me from deception. I give you permission to shift me Push me forward into my identity. I give you permission to shift my mindset. Help me in the areas where I'm struggling with changing my mind. Help me, Lord. Pour out your grace upon me now. Hallelujah. I want you to just receive that grace that's freely given. 
want you right now to understand if you're hearing a voice of doubt, if you're hearing a voice of accusation right now, you know exactly whose voice that is. And what you want to do is you want to bind that voice. You want to tell that voice right now, say, I bind you in the name of Jesus and, and loose the spirit of God. So you say, I bind you in the name of Jesus and I loose the spirit of God to lift up a defense on my behalf. Come on. Come on. It's time for us to stop ignoring that false voice. We'll start fighting back. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. This thing been lying to think how we feel about people. When we find out people been lying to us for a long time, we, we don't we don't sit there and just say, Well, I'm just gonna, you know, let you keep on lying. I'm just gonna just try to ignore you. No, no, no. There, there ain't the thoughts that come through our head. Now when we first find out, now we we ready to do some harm. We mad. If not to them, then to a wall, something. You know what I'm saying? We we frustrated. We've been given a green light to, to, to go ahead and kick the enemy's tail. Okay? Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now. Hmm. Lord, that you are shifting us and pushing us into identity today. You all, I literally see a picture of like a human silhouette, like literally being pushed into this frame. And this frame is the frame they were always supposed to be in. And I literally see God like like pushing this, you know, this silhouette, um, this, this human form into this silhouette, like sinking it in. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. Lord, I pray that even as we have said these prayers today, God, Lord, you'll begin to speak to us even more concerning identity. Mm. I pray, Father, that the areas where we're not walking in identity, that we will be uncomfortable. Hallelujah. Lord God, we we don't we don't we no longer want to walk outside of who we are, God. Lord, we want to walk in the fullness of who we were created to be. And people of God, the Lord just immediately brought up to me, um, um, some of you have embraced certain things, not because you're a bad person, but there there are so many times where you you felt like you you hit yourself against the wall trying to walk the right way to where you've kind of just given up, where you kind of just embrace certain things that aren't godly, that aren't godly. But it's like just embracing them because there's a low standard you set for yourself. God is saying, come up higher. Come on. Some of us have just embraced, hey, well, God knows my heart. Come on, y'all. It's time to come out of that. It's time to come out of that religious statement. You keep doing what you're doing, and it's, it's okay. God knows my heart. Yeah, he does know your heart, and he knows that's not who you are. Yeah, he knows that's not who you are. So those of us that have been passive with fornication, it's time to come out of that. Those of us that have been passive with pornography, it's time to come out of that. Those of us that have been passive with with cussing all the time, it's time to come out of that. 
Those of us that, that have been comfortable with being mean to people, it's time to come out of that. It's time to come out. Those of us that have been passive with um, um, going into the deeper things of God, really it's not the deeper things, it's the basic things of God. I'm talking about casting out devils, praying in tongues, prophesying. Come out of that. Come out of that. Seriously. And if you are around people that tell you or preach against those things, you have to ask yourself this same question that's been going forth on this call today. Who told you that? In other words, to that person who's saying that, who told you that? Who's who's inspiring you to say that? Because that's contrary to the word of God. For real. I'm sorry, y'all, I took all day this morning. But I wanted to make sure that this foundation was set, that it was laid. This is what was, was uh, God had for me to say today and to share. So God bless you all. Um, and if if you feel any devils or whatever, you know, crawling on the inside of your skin, I'm actually elated because that means they've shown themselves and now they can be cast out. You can't cast out something until they come to the surface. Okay? For real. <laughs> so I'm going to open this call up right now for anybody if you want to share. I know it's a little <laughs> different kind of uh, vibe right now, but yo, it's what it is. So if you want to share or whatever, it's cool. You want to pray, it's all good. Let's let's get it cracking. Morning, Phil. Bang, bang, Jesus, guys. Bang, bang. bang. Good morning, bang. Your sunshine. <laughs> hey. Good morning, Miss Sunshine. Good morning, Miss Sunshine. Good morning, Mrs. Mary. Good morning, Miss Mary. Good morning. God bless. Good morning, Miss Gigi. Good morning, Miss Gigi. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Krishanda. I am innocent. I am innocent. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Miss Diane. Great message. Man. Good morning, Miss Wonderful Wanda. Great declaration. Yes, you too. Good morning. Good morning. It's persistent. Priscilla loved it, loved it, loved it. Thank you, Phil. Amen. Oh, this is Monica A. Slay them devils. I praise God for that message on this morning. You hit the bullseye. Come on. Good morning, Brother Phil. This is glorious Gloria. Thank you, Brother. Love you. Love you, too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Good morning, Phil. It's Miss B. Love that declaration. What up? 
Good morning, Apostle. What it do, what it do. That was <laughs> awesome. Anybody else? We good? What's up, brother? Your sister's on the line this morning. Appreciated yeah. that word. It was on point. Uh, what up? What's up, Rebecca? That's my blood Hi, sister, y'all. Hey, Rebecca, yay. <laughs> good morning. Hey, family. Hey, family. Hey, family. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, <laughs> Oh, stack got my blood sister over here this morning. I, I know it's popping. What's going on? Tula! <laughs> You're such a thug. <laughs> I love it. Thug it for Jesus. What's up, my brother? What's up, man? Man, I'm, uh... I don't mix feelings of whether or not she's common or not. So I, I, I'm just going to say, you know, love you. I always love you, brother. I always love what you bring. And I'll decide whether or not I'm going to comment later on. But God bless you, man. Wonderful decoration. You said you're going to decide whether or not you're going to comment later on. <laughs> hey. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Well, look. If you don't want to comment, but you got to comment, because obviously you got to comment. So if you're not going to say it here, then man, bruh, holler at me when we get off of here. Let's chop it up. That's cool. Okay. Hey, yo. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, bro? Yo. What it do? That was amazing. You had me sea walking all up over this preschool. You said sea walking. Sea walking. That's Christ walk. You know how I do. That was fire. I'm going to share something after uh, Brother E said he wouldn't, but I can if it's all right. Before the, I got to make these um, these sliders. We're, the kids are having um, hamburger sliders and tater tots at the preschool today. So they eat good over here. But anyway, so identity. What an awesome share. You... Whew, Jesus. So for me, I think about when you said, who told you that? Like for years, I grew up thinking I was this, I was that. But just what you shared this morning cleared up some stuff. You know, when you have identity crisis like Dion shared, and that punk enemy does try to get you through it off because you start comparing yourself. But I thank you for your analogy with LeBron because that's like one of my favorite players. And his character, because you talked about um, how he would show up to the Niner game. That that was good. My son, Armani, actually met him over in um, London. And so when you talked about how he he is in public, Armani said, Mom, you would be surprised how his entourage, like they cleared out a whole um, VIP floor at a little speakeasy. And as the security was clearing people out, because it was just some listening music, he walked past their table, and they're the only table that he told them let them stay. And he said, as far as you know, when you're an athlete and in a limelight, 
you have groupies and stuff. He said, you didn't see none of that. So his character speaks that. And so when you said pray for him, that's what we need to be doing, praying for those who we may not think are walking right. Because when you think about him, look at how he's living. He's married his high school sweetheart. You know, he's doing good as far as that's concerning. But what I want to share is that when you truly know your identity, and it does, I'm not talking about your bloodline, who your daddy was, your mama was, but when you truly know who you are in Christ Jesus, then you can walk and hold your head up high, and then you're witnessing from a real place of healing. So I hope that helped, because what you, you gave me this morning, I, when I tell you I'm sea walking because you said so much, I love you, man of God, for your teaching with right. your good old goofy self. <laughs> he came in like a wrecking ball. Um, it's Krishanda, great, great, great declaration. And one of the things that I really appreciated is how you honored, and every time you come on here, how you honor the woman of God, the woman that has, has submitted her life, that God called her to do this. And I just love that and just bless you for it. I'm back on mute. Hey, Phil, Rochelle, you, for for those, like he said, I, I don't know a lot of y'all, but we know you, Phil. Don't take him at heart. That sea walk, that, that's like, you know, the little dance, you know, when you want to do a praise dance or whatnot, we give you honor, Phil. You're pretty dope. I tell you that all the time. But the words you spoke this morning, oh, my goodness, help us to understand who told you that. If it didn't come from God, don't receive it. And manifest you on point as always. So you know, you know, Sea Walk is the West Coast thing. You y'all do that yeah, stuff on the East Coast. But I know. mean, listen, it's the it's the fact you you talk to me like I don't know what Sea Walk it is. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm you're leave on the that East alone. Coast. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We bring you to the they West Coast. They do that. They do that. They do that. Stepping. Look, Shell. They step in Chicago. First of all, you know, Chicago. We would get offended if you called us the East Coast. We the Midwest. You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing. You know, the second thing is, come on, y'all. Y'all know we know what seawalking is. We're going we gonna to do it when we go evangelizing, okay? Yeah, we're going to do the Christ walk. <laughs> we're going to do the Christ walk. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anybody else? Good morning, uh, Brother Phil. Thank you for the word on this morning that came to enlighten, enlighten the heavy hearts that were on this morning. What did what you did is you um, solidified our identity, so we no longer uh, can walk around saying, "I don't know who I am." Who told you? Who told you that? Mm-hmm. I'm going to remember that my own self. And who are you? And who do you belong to? Is what we should be, you know, all of that other stuff. When we're going out evangelizing, let us all make sure when we're going out, like you said, we are representing the I am. And I am so glad for this word on this month. Identity is who you are as far as your family is concerned, but identity in Christ is what God made you to be. You were already 
and your character was already downloaded in you at birth. And now we got the earth. <laughs> That's why the world tells us, you hear, we, you could do your own thing. We've heard all kind of different, um, you know, methods of life, how to live. We see different ones, people cutting their bodies and just, it's just going deeper and deeper. And I'm so grateful. You're right. We should be honoring the woman of God that allows us the platform to even speak. We hear everything on this line. And what goes on in in Declare Victory, believe you me, is shining tall now because you're really coming to the full meat of the word. You can't just keep hearing it and not changing. Who told you that? Mm -hmm. God bless you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I I don't know what uh, uh, sea walking is, so, and I'm from California. (laughs) But I do know how, I know what the wobble is. (laughs) (laughs) God bless you. God bless you. You ain't missing nothing. You ain't missing nothing. Anybody else? Okay, we quiet. We quiet this morning. <laughs> okay. Morning, brother Phil. This <laughs> jubilant. Hey. Hey. Um. This is a powerful message this morning. Oh, can you hear me? I can. You're echoing, but if there's nothing to uh, change that, I'll just say go ahead. Just keep on talking because I can hear you. Okay. Am I still echoing? Nope, not anymore. Okay, good. Um, This message is so powerful, and like you kept saying those words, who told you that, it makes me think about, you know, and we're supposed to take every thought captive, you know, and um, as I'm taking those thoughts captive, you know, moving forward in my day and in my life, uh, those are the words that I will be uh, measuring <laughs> those thoughts mm-hmm. by. Who told you that? Exactly. You know, and if it's not lined up with the Word of God, I know it, 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 it's not, you know, because um, sometimes you get your vo- uh, the voices can get, Mixed up, you, you hear your own voice, and the enemy can come in your own voice as well. So, thank you for that message. Mm. Who told you that? <laughs> mm. Hallelujah. I'm sorry to be laughing, y'all, but I'm just saying. <laughs> like, come on. Y'all see walking over there? I mean, what's going on? What's... <laughs> well, you set the stage in a bit. Go ahead. Good morning. This is uh, Wanda, and 
You know, it get real quiet when you tell them the truth. <laughs> get real quiet. Because um, <laughs> uh, all while you were talking, it's like a recap from uh, yesterday with, with Dion. Uh, you know, I keep questioning myself why I'm not or why I don't have the ability to get closer to God as I know I should be. And I keep asking God to reveal it to me. And what's being revealed to me is that I am loved, that God loves me so much that God wants me closer to him. But I keep telling myself all those things, not anybody else. Exactly. I keep, I keep telling myself, you, you, you ain't, you're too old to go back to school. Um, Come on, woman. You ain't gonna never get married. Come uh, on. You, you, uh, uh, your kids don't always be angry at you for they for their childhood. Uh, you ain't gonna never get the right job. Uh, don't nobody love you. Um, and I've done it for so long. Even though I know what to do, I'm still not doing it. Or I'll do it sometimes and then go back to the norm. And um, I don't know, it's just like a gift. I get a gift every morning that I get on this call. Like today I got a spanking. It was like a little spanking. You know how your mom give you a little spanking? <laughs> like I done told you. <laughs> um, but I'm just real grateful that I'm present and that you know, God is doing what I asked him to do. He is giving me more wisdom and more knowledge and understanding. I'm getting it. I'm getting it slowly, but I'm getting it. It's being revealed. So um, I just want to say thank you again um, for, for your message. It was real powerful. Mm. Praise God. Phil, can, I, can I say something? Oh, go ahead when you finish. Yeah, go ahead, brother. All right, this is Pastor LaBelle Jones. How are you? Hey. Hey, awesome declaration. Um, I, I heard Dion yesterday, you today. Uh, our problems that many of us face were part-time lovers in love with a full-time God. And, mm. and we serve God out of convenience. When God wants, he wants... Um, when, when Paul talks about uh, that I may know him in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, he was talking about the sexual relationship that Adam had with his wife Eve. He said he wanted to know And that's when you, when, you, when you know your husband or your wife in an intimate way, there's fruit that comes from that relationship, meaning children. And when you come to know Christ in such an intimate way, there's fruit from that relationship called the fruit of the Spirit, that allows us to grow and allows us to see things that we need to see and 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 we don't some things we don't we don't need to see but but there there is what they're they're called there's called three T's time talking trust and and you have to spend time talking with God and you have to spend time trusting God in order to really develop that relationship with him and and truth of the matter is y'all a lot of us have been playing. We've been playing with it. We say we want that relationship. Well, my question is, why don't you go get it? 
you do everything else you want to do. You go everywhere else you want to go. That's, that's, that's the problem that I have with both of my churches. Um, and I know some of my members on the line um, that when we didn't have prayer meeting, when we had prayer meeting at the church, or Bible study at the church, couldn't pay nobody to come. And now, and now that it's online, Zoom, and conference call, and, and Facebook Live, you know, you could be sitting on the side of your bed and still be in Bible study or, 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 or prayer or what have you, and you still won't do it. So it's a matter of perspective, and it's, and it's a matter of the real relationship that you want with God, because you have, you have a relationship with people, and, and you work hard to have the relationship with your children. You work hard to have the relationship with people. Why don't you work harder to have that relationship with God? I know that's where okay. I am now in my life. Go ahead. Let me. I got. I got a question. No, thank you for sharing. I'm just um, so I can understand how does um, how does like how does that connect with the um, message? Like, help me. You know, because you probably you know you got some revelation. I want to understand your revelation. So how does that connect with um, what I just said? Hello? Hello? Can I make a comment while you're waiting for him? No, I I don't want to be rude to him. I I just, uh, he did his phone, did his phone? Yeah, he's still on the phone? Maybe his phone just got muted. He just went through a, uh, maybe he went through a viaduct or something. Hold on. Brother? Okay, we still on the line, right? Kitty, Kitty? Yes, we still on the line. We can hear you. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute, woman of God. I'm I'm not trying to cut you off. No, it was no, it was just weird. Like I, I just answered the question. The moment I answered the question, it just he he just disappeared. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm at work and I'm in a bad oh, area, so it keeps going it keeps going in and out. So Sometimes it works. Did you? Okay. Well, I guess I'll just let the other person speak. Um, and um, when you can, when you get to that good area, if you could come on and answer, just because I wanna, I just wanna understand, like, how did that connect with the, the whole message of, you know what I mean, um, that that we were saying, or who told you that? Amen. So you know, we could we could get it, and it could release that boom in the realm of the spirit, you know. Go ahead, woman of God. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure that, that I honor the brother. <laughs> I just wanted to comment, Phil, that what he was saying or what I heard from him is we have to make decisions. And sometimes they're hard decisions. Does that okay. make sense? Okay. We have to decide. Okay that we don't want to listen to that voice. We have to decide that we want to follow Jesus. Okay. It's about us making decisions. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning, Dr. Phil. This is Lisa. Um, when we go out, great, great, great share. Um, I'm at work trying to need to close my door. Um, when we go out witnessing, uh, we use this book called uh, The Four Spiritual Laws by uh, Bill Bright. And uh, law number two talks about man is sinful and separated from God, and therefore he cannot know uh, and experience God's love and plan that he has for his life. And in that section, um, while we're doing foundation and when I'm teaching that, we normally teach about at the bottom, it talks about active rebellion and passive indifference. And in that point, we get to bring out how Adam was right there with Eve when she ate of the, uh, the what's in the window apple, what doesn't say, how she ate of that fruit and gave to her husband who was with her. And many people don't realize that. And it's really interesting how she gets most of the flack for that. But here's the thing. I often say, what if Adam would have spoke up and said, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. You know what God said. Because maybe we talked about it if he wasn't there when he said it or whatever. Who knows, whatever. But we, we know what God said. What if he would have interceded in that moment? Because it wasn't just on her. And until he ate, their eyes didn't become open. That That's the real thing because he was the mm. man. He was given the charge. He was given the command. Um, yeah. So I look at that like we in this thing together, though, still. We're still in this thing together, and I love how, how you bring out that main question, and that's showing in all of our ears, who told you? Because I love Wanda, what she's saying. We tell ourselves some stuff, and even today, we could be the, like, the most safe, right? We could be in this thing for a long time and still be in stuff that we're still telling ourselves or how we can't and how we don't or how, yeah. you know, this whole thing about, you know, you don't look good enough. Well, my thing was, for me, I wasn't enough. And and even though I believe that I am, I can still hear that voice and I still got to tell it that it's a lie every time it try to come back because it does. And that's no different than Jesus being in the wilderness and being tempted for those 40 days. And then what did the word say? That the enemy left him for a season. So he'll still keep trying to creep back and try to come back at those most inopportune times when we're, what, halt, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or when our spirits are down or when somebody's passed away or when we're just, you know, having one of those days or when we're not in our word or whatever. He'll try to find those most opportune times or where he can try to find a crack where he can come back in. So thank you for the word. Look, who told you that? Who told you? Where did you get that from? How they realized they was naked, and then they was ashamed. So shame came in. Can you imagine? That's all we were told that came in. But what else came in? So much so that they yeah. had to hide themselves from the lover of their soul, from the one that they had been with all that time. And the truth of it is, they already was what they was trying to get from eating that fruit. Mm. Man. Thank you, sir. You know, and you know what, what I love? And I, I want to say this to you all, and then I want the sister who has shared right before um, the man who's who's at work, right before he um, came uh, came on. Um, I want to. Uh, I think he said Lavelle. So it was a lady who shared right before him. It was Wanda, um, I think. Mm-hmm. Wanda. Okay, so Miss Wanda. I'm um, here. Okay. Cool. I wanna I wanna say something to you, uh, 
Uh, but right before that, I want to say this because I'm being reminded of this. What's so great about Jesus, too, um, another thing is how he helped restore our identity. And so what do I mean? So the same woman who gave the fruit to the man who was with her, right, the same woman who gave, gave the fruit to the man, Jesus, his death, allowed the woman to step back into her identity of who she was. So now when she came to the man, now, remember you all, when Jesus first died, right, when he first rose again, you know, it was a woman who shared that good news. Remember, he appeared to, you know, Mary and Mary uh, Magdalene, and it said Mary, the mother of James. They both went to go tell the disciples, hey, he's alive. He's risen. He's risen. He's alive. So he actually gave the woman a chance to be restored. Her identity, she was able to walk back in purpose. A woman, it was a woman who was the first one to share the gospel. Just like the woman got all of that flack for, for passing the fruit to the man, well, here it is, this woman was able to pass good fruit to the man. Hallelujah. Like it, it was, it's, you know, in other words, the, 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 the whole context of it is this, is Jesus will allow you to reclaim your identity. Jesus, just, just simply, just them simply embracing and believing what he did automatically put them right back in purpose. And that's the same even for us. So for that woman, Wanda, uh, Wanda, are you still there? I'm here. Yeah. I just want to bring you were the one that was saying, you were the one that was saying about um, um, certain things that you didn't, uh, that you were believing about yourself and you were on the call yesterday with Dion, right? Correct. Right, right, right. Hallelujah. And so, you know, I just, I just pray in the name of Jesus. Um, that the Lord is just blessing you with grace, um, that he is heightening your sense of discernment, uh, that the fire of love is melting and burning down any wall, any any wall. Um, that the fire of love is burning down any walls that have been erected. That were not godly walls. Lord God, we come into agreement with the truth concerning her life. Lord, that there is victory within her walls. There is salvation within her walls. Hallelujah. We decree right now, Lord, that she is being guarded by you. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that you are propelling her and pushing her forth into purpose and into identity. Lord, that you would help her to be able to discern who is speaking in those moments, in those situations. And, Lord God, you would bless her with the grace to be able to receive your love and not reject it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, amen. Thank you.
Hey, there? hey, the brother. Yeah. Okay. In relation to what you said and what Mr. Wanda said, I'm saying everything is a choice. Everything is a choice that we have to make when it concerns Christ. And we have the choice to accept or reject. And I'm saying that my sheep know my voice. They hear my voice. We know that Satan is a mind-boggling trickster. But when we stay in tune to the will, the way, the word of God, we can be sure that it's God speaking to us is what I was saying. Okay. Thank you. So, so can I say something? <laughs> this, yeah. This is just a wonder. Um, yeah, we, do, we, we can make a choice. And, and I'm making a choice right now. But I'm just now finding out that, that that's what I've been doing for, I'm 58 years old, for the majority Come of on. my life. Come on. So I didn't Come know on. any different before. Exactly. I know different now. So I'm making a choice now. So I just wanted to clarify that. It's not like yeah. I've known God for all this time and I just choose to do what I want to do. Yeah. No, Sister I'm, Wanda, I'm it wasn't. It was, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a dig. It wasn't a dig on you. No, I'm no, not saying I, that. I, I, okay. I understand. Okay. I understand. All right. Okay. I'm going on mute. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's it's all good. Yeah, and I and I didn't think she was uh taking it as that. I think she wanted to just make that the clarification, the context, and that was the only reason I had asked in the first place, just because I was just trying to understand, because I know the context. We more so are just looking at like, yo, let's let us question, let us question when uh, uh, the things that are being said. Who who told you that? Because yeah, sometimes look, we're out making choices and this and that, but a lot of times we're making choices based off of good intentions. We intend well, we mean well, you know what I'm saying? But our, you know, we make the wrong decision. But sometimes the, the the purpose of this message today was why was the wrong decision made? It can be made sometimes because of who's telling us that. And so we actually have to stop and even ask ourselves, wait a minute, who's telling me this? That's that's the whole the whole purpose of the thing. Who who is actually telling me this? Because I trust this person. I trust where this information is coming from, you know, or this thing sounds good. Okay, cool. This sounds like this may be the right thing to do. But I got to really stop and ask myself, who is telling me that? Even if it's a human voice. You know, I, I'm telling you all right now, even the stuff I'm saying right now, you ask the Lord, you check with him. Yo, is this on point? God, is this is this on point? What part of what he's saying is you and what part of what he's saying is not you? I'm I'm not above that myself. You know what I'm saying? Like it all has to be judged by the Lord. So that's why I want us to make sure we have these practical responses of who told you that? Miss D I hey, you want to share it a different way. You know, sometimes we make choices off of bad information. And and, yeah, and exactly. Eve, case she made a choice off of bad information which really is exactly (laughs) right that's what i'm talking that's what i'm talking about right to say it a different way (laughs) right but she didn't know she didn't know it was bad information did not know because it was half truth it was full of exactly right yeah yeah 
on the heels of what you just said, Lise. So, so I was going to jump in after Sister Wanda. What I love about Wanda, your humility with regard to the fact, look, I, I don't know, but the fact that you declare your age, you know, the sad part is somebody is making a whole bunch of noise. I need to mute your um, The cold part is a lot of us have sat in places of, well, what we say, church for years and years and years, getting information from people who had bad information. Um, and so when we think about who told you that, I know people 60, 70, 75 years old, been in church all their life and just as deceived as the day is long, just as religious and bound. The, the unfortunate part is you don't know what you don't know until you discover you didn't know. <laughs> Until until a revelation hits your spirit, that's not right. I, I've, I've listened to my whole entire life, well, um, that grace runs out. I understand the, the theory behind it, but that's not the truth. Grace never runs out. doesn't have an expiration date. I, I didn't believe that, right? So it created a sense of fear. As, a, as opposed to a sense of reverence. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, not the fear of an expired grace. Grace all, is always abounding, right? Preach. Now, it, does, it doesn't mean that um, the Lord won't allow a moment of exposure for you to be revealed as um, having bad information, but that is not grace running out. That's a revelation of the fact that grace is always there, all you have to do is operate under the truth of the reverence of the fear of the Lord, not him being a terror, because <laughs> he's not, right? He loves us so much he doesn't want us to be deceived. Religion will have you stuck in a place of being a habitual fraud, like for real. And, and the cold part is, unknowing, unbeknownst to you. You're just a fake and a phony because you've, you've based everything off of the lies that you believe because you didn't do your research. You didn't make a, an active decision to build relationships with the Father so that you are not deceived. <clears throat> and so this is for the person that's been in church all their life, right? And you still find yourself stuck and stagnant. The change comes when you make the decision to move beyond the surface, which is what Phil had said probably about 15 minutes before Ms. Wanda spoke, right? At some point, you got to get to a place where you're like, all right, I, I can't keep living. I can't keep getting high. I can't keep uh, uh, running out doing too much. I can't, I can't keep doing that. I need the truth of the meat of the word. Right? You could stay on milk and you'll still get in heaven all of that when you, you know, <laughs> when when you're doing your best to live from that false place if your motive is pure. But at the end of the day, man, why not experience the fullness of who Christ is? That's the that's a different decision. Right? That's in agreement with what he's already said about you as a kingdom citizen, not as a religious person, not as a churchgoer, but where you start to shift into the truth into all truth. That's all. Amen. Amen. From all and, graces. And, 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 
Hold, hold on, one, one second. Hold on, hold on. That brother, um, I mean, not the brother, the sister Wanda, uh, what Dion said about the age part, it made me think about this, too. Um, how often have we heard in society a woman shouldn't say her age? You got to ask yourself, who told you that? You know what I'm saying? Who told you that? That a woman shouldn't say her age. No, it actually, when you say your age, it actually shows the goodness of God. Some people, when they hear somebody's age, it encourages them because they don't hear people who, you know, have lived long and near. A lot of times it, it diminishes your beauty because you're embarrassed to say your age when on the flip side, people that hear your age and they be like, yo, like, wow, like, that's your age, and you still look as beautiful as you are, it gives hope to other people. Like, why are we embarrassed to say how old we are? We got to ask ourselves, who told us that? So I thought that was, I thought that you even opening your mouth to speak, it literally, like, just instantly shattered some stereotypes the moment that you said that. Amen. Go ahead, my brother. I'm sorry. Brother Lavelle? Brother Lavelle? He probably can't talk. He's probably doing a load. Somebody else was oh, talking right, about right, something. Right. There was right. a, a woman that okay, was. Okay, well, while you wait for him, can I say a word of encouragement yeah. for Ms. Wanda? Yeah. This is Ms. B. I am 70 years old, Wanda. I have been in church most of my life, but it wasn't until I really hooked into Pastor Coleman's teaching, and I was a grown adult in my 40s, and now I'm even getting more in-depth with God through declared victories. I'm in the, uh, the class, the Order of Melchizedek. Awesome. And I'm 70 years old just finding this out. You bless God that you now know and you can make the right. Be encouraged, sister. Be encouraged. Keep coming back. Don't give up. We love you. We love you just like God loves you. Oh, that was good. That was good. Listen. The older we get, look, it's like this. The moment we the moment we stop learning, that's when we stop growing. And when we stop growing, that's when we die. You either grow or you die. I mean, it's just one of the one or the other. You know? So we always want to be receiving. You know, there's um um uh Smith Wigglesworth Smith Wigglesworth um his spiritual daughter, uh, mother, Mama Jenkins, Mama Jenkins, his spiritual daughter. Now, she had been preaching, she had been ministering for, for decades, but the thing that she's famous for with all these crazy healings and, like, I mean, crazy miracles, that ain't even start happening with her until she was in her 60s, her 60s. That's when she got hit with that thing. 
And she ended up living till she was like 100 and something. But think about it. She would have sat there and made that profession, confession. Oh, man, it's just all over, you know what I'm saying, for me. No, who, who told you that? If God ain't told you that, you got to question where the source. And, and to take it a step further, if God is not agreeing with that, See, because sometimes we hear stuff coming out of human voices, and we got to sit there and ask, like, okay, what is this? What are these statements? Like, who is agreeing with these? Is Jesus agreeing with these statements, or is Satan agreeing with these statements? Real talk. Oh, it, it, it'll help you in a, in a lot of areas. You know what I'm saying? And let me tell you a great way where we can start. We can start right with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, you know what I mean? You, you trust me. You will have some ouchy moments, <laughs> and sometimes it'll keep you from pressing sin. Sometimes, <laughs> be like for real. It was like, ooh, this message I was just about to type. You know what I'm saying? Me and Satan was holding hands. Saying <laughs> straight up, you know. I was his chief prophet on this message. I was about to say somebody on the real. <laughs> Amen. Anybody want to say anything? Good morning. Dr. Mike Dropper. Dr. Mike Dropper. Good morning. Two things. Uh, T-shirt. Who told you that? I, I think that I think that'll work. That that's a good witness. Who told you that? And that's gonna open up a lot of conversation. Second thing, when you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, anytime there was a factor on age or the biggest things that was an issue to the person that God used, God used them beyond that point. If it was age, remember Moses got started in his forties. Mm. Abraham not, and Sarah was well in age when they was having babies. So when we have stuff that's a factor for us or an issue for us, it's just an even bigger stone for God to step on to be exalted in our life. Listen, let me add let me add to your thing. No, Moses wasn't forty when he got started. He at forty he left for forty years. He actually came back when he was eighty. Boom. <laughs> Boom. So that enhances your go. that enhances your point even more. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's good. That's good. By the way, great job the other day, John. Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yeah, good morning. This is Monica H. Um, I want to say great declaration. I really was encouraged with what I heard because I feel like I was the one who went to church and sat under a lot of religious law unknowingly newly coming out of the world and i got this christ and um i'm thinking everybody in the church is like god right and um 
to find out that whenever I open my mouth to try to glorify God about where he brought me from, right, they shut me down to the point Mm -hmm. it made me feel like, what am I doing wrong, right? So I was looking at them trying to figure this thing out because I, 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 I went to church when I was a kid, but I was a big sinner. And I was out there in the world. I didn't know nothing about church protocol, none of that, right? And I was just trying to, trying to glorify God and tell them the goodness of God, the things that was, he was doing for me. And, but there was times, though. Like you said, who told you that? There was times where I would have these negative talks in my head where where the enemy was tricking me the whole time to to get me back out of the church, right? Because why, like I heard you say, it was good for Wanda to tell how old she was because he gives other people courage. That's what I was looking for in the church. You know, I was sitting there thinking, what is wrong with me? These people so holy, they so this, they seem like they ain't never been through nothing. Like I couldn't identify because they never glorify God about where God brought them from. So it it was really kind of discouraging to me because I didn't know how to fight, you know. I didn't know. I knew the word of God. One thing I did do was I got in that word for myself, you know. But to have confirmation and to have somebody reinforce what I read or what I'm going through, it was just not happening for me. And, you know, sadly to say, I went backwards. But because I had the word of God in me, because I took the time to study God's word, it's like God said, a righteous man can fall seven times, but he'll rise up again. I used to ask God, how did I get here? Well, God began to show me that you believed a lie. You believed a lie when the devil told you you was inadequate. And when you couldn't see yourself the way that I saw you, when you kept saying, no, I'm not good enough. I'm in, I'm inadequate. Lord, you sure you, I, I think you're making a mistake, right? So I went on that and just kind of walked away because I could, the things that God was giving to me, I couldn't see it done in the church. And what I know today was, like I heard Dion say, you could be sitting in a church with a whole bunch of uh, religious stuff and be dying. And that's what I was doing. Until I begin to cry to God, I say, it got to be more than this. I, you say me to for this? Like, I, didn't, I, I just knew. I said, God, it didn't even feel like joy no more. It just felt like a whole bunch of restriction. And like, I'm going to die if I do this. So I, I had the fear of dying and going to hell because I couldn't get it right. And I was mm. like, Lord, I, I don't, I can't, I didn't know what to do. And and so today, you know, God, I cried out to God for help, and God began to help me. But what he did, though, is he removed me from there, and he put me somewhere where when I sat there, I felt the love of a father, or I felt the joy of the Lord. And I was like, oh, Come my on, God. I'm sitting here oh. in this church, and I feel joy. Oh, my God. I can laugh in Jesus. It was like, oh, my feet got to running to God. I was like, this to God. I experienced.
early on. Like, but what happened to me? The devil was saying, yeah, you a hoe. You gonna always be a hoe, you know. Yeah, you a fornicator. Mm-hmm. You can't. You mm-hmm. you that. And then I said, oh, God, you, but you can't be calling me to this because I'm this. You know what I'm saying? God, you yeah. can't be. Yes. God, said, yes. God said, you're going to preach. You are my messenger. And I said, no, I'm not. That's for me. And you said, who told you that? Come on. I was doing the Come same on, Monica. thing. Come on. And I say, I say, God, are you sure? Well, you know what? I got beat up so bad by the devil. Do you hear me? I got yeah. a, I got a glimpse of God's goodness, and then mm. I strayed away, and the devil tried to kill me. Mm. He didn't want me to get back to God. See, that what I found out is, you know. It is a such thing as you might not make it back. Because, see, when you get into sin, you could be consumed out there. You can be you can be killed in your sin because you stepped out of the grace of God. Right? But God still loves us, right? Enough that he's still calling you. Come on back. Come on back. You know, it's just up to us to shake ourselves from those lies and believe what God is telling us. And sometimes that's hard. Cause look, I didn't been in the I didn't been back to church, rededicate my life to God. I go to the doctor, they said, you got diabetes. Uh it shows that you got a little bit of congestive heart failure. What I do, I say, Oh Lord, I'm about to die. And you and then I got on the message because you said somebody, you know, some of us is suffering in silence. And I feel like the last few days I might have been suffering in silence. And 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 you got and then you you say who told you that? Come on. God, I've been shaking myself because I say no. God is a good God. God knew what was going to happen when he called me from the beginning. He knew that I was going to have to go through all that in order to get where I am today. Listen, I've been a fighter all my life, and I'm fighting for my salvation today because I refuse to let the devil rob me anymore of God's goodness, all the lies he told on me. He been told lies and scandalized my name, but that's okay because I'm somebody great in God. And I decree and declare that today, that I'm going to walk in this thing. I'm, gonna, I'm going to please my Lord and Savior because he gave me another opportunity. And he's been so good to me. I cannot stand before God with so great a salvation and say I couldn't do it because they lied on me, because they said this about me. No, the devil is a lie. I don't care what nobody say about me. I only care what God thinks about me. And I feel good when I got on this call because I haven't been on this call for a minute because I've been working on my own salvation, praying and seeking the Lord. But let me tell you this. I need to say this concerning what you were saying. Because I knew who God called me to be. Because he spoke it to me. And it has been confirmed. When I got on this call, I can't think of your name, but you confirmed that I was moving in the right direction because I I knew I was called to do this. I love to sing and praise and worship. I joined the choir. I became a foundation teacher. And I said, I am walking in this thing. 
You know, and guess what? Like you said, when you become to know your identity, when you accept what God has called you to, things start moving quickly, and that's what started happening. People was coming to me. They say, sister, come here. Let me ask you this. Uh, uh, you very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Can you join this ministry? Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, let me pray about that. But then I remembered. I told God, I ain't going to doubt myself no more, and I'm going to believe God. Whatever he want to teach me, wherever he want to lead me, wherever he want me to go, I'm going. I'm not questioning it no more. You know. Amen. Because he Amen. They ain't well, asking me to do something outside the will of God. They so, asking me to do something for the kingdom of God. So let Amen. me do this, woman of God. Let me, um, I want to pray for you, right? What's your name? Monica. Father, thank you so much for Monica. Thank you for the anointing that is on her life. Lord God, thank you for the boldness that you have given her. Lord, thank you for the many that you're going to use her um, um, to minister to, to set free. Lord God, thank you. And I just even hear the words, set the captives free. Hallelujah. This is what I hear for you. There's such a, a grace that you have, even in this area, for you know what it feels like uh, to be a captive. You know you know mm-hmm. what it feels like to be imprisoned. You know, just that, mm-hmm. you know, there's a feeling that comes with being imprisoned, mm-hmm. you know, with being mm-hmm. trapped. You know, and the Lord mm-hmm. says that, daughter, I've, I've put the keys in your hand, um, for mm-hmm. you have walked with the keys of humility and the keys of <laughs> trusting in me, says God, and I'm going to begin to use you to even teach others, even how to reverence my name. The Lord says that even those that once looked at you um, and looked at you from a low place, um, they would see you from another place now. God says, so you're going to teach others even how to reverence my name and even women to even walk in the virtue and possess the virtue that they carry, says God. You're going to be very instrumental in turning that key, but also helping others to know how to use the keys to put them in the doors, says God. Hallelujah. The Lord says that, daughter, I'm about to open up many doors for you in this season, for I am a God who is the door, but I also shut the doors that should be closed and open the ones that no one else can open. And so the Lord says, daughter, you don't you don't have to worry and you don't have to fret. He says, continue to trust in me. I'm going to be the one that opens the door for you because you have humbled yourself under my mighty hand says God, and others will look and say, how have you made it into this place? Because even your movement is going to convict the hearts of those that have used selfish ambition to exalt themselves. But the Lord says that, daughter, I'm going to show you that those that humble themselves under my mighty hand, I exalt in due time and in due season. And you're not going to go alone. There are many that are going to come with you because you have such a heart to see others restored. And so God is saying, even this day, I pour out a new grace and a new anointing upon your life. I pour out a new sense of authority. The Lord says you've done well in seasons past, and this is a moment of you for movement and graduation and promotion. And so, Lord God, thank you for great promotion that is coming forth in her life. Thank you that you are promoting her forward. Thank you for signs, miracles, and wonders, Lord, that will accompany her ministry, Lord God, and the fact that you are approved 
moving her, even in public with others, Lord, that your hand is truly on her life. And so I pray, Lord God, that she would walk in the freedom and the liberty of knowing that she belongs to you. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, those signs, those miracles, and those wonders, woman of God, they're just going to come. They're just going to come. You know, it's just going to just happen. It's not like you got to summon them up or anything because you have been approved by God. Hallelujah. And so I bless you now, woman of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you too. Amen. Real quick, Monica, can you please tell us your cash app? I want to sell into you. The cash app, I don't use it. So, woman of God, you got to, you know, this thing God is, is going to do with you and all of this stuff that he's already promoting you into, I think that was yeah. very prophetic for that person yeah. to ask you that because this is like, hey, the Lord letting you know you got to get yeah. you a cash app, you got to get yeah. you a Venmo, a PayPal, because people want to sow into you and into your ministry for what it is that you're doing, okay? Um, I can give you my number, and you can you Zelle it? Because I can only, I only do Zelle right now. I don't have a cash app. I can. You have Dion's number? Um, yes, I do. Okay. I do. Text yeah. her. Dion is she'll text me her number. Please. <laughs> and then tell this Miss B, text it to me. Huh? So, Monica, it takes you five seconds to set up a cash app, honey. Get moving. By the time Dion send me your I'm number, gonna, I should be able to send you a cash app. I'm to do it, sweetie. I have an appointment at nine o'clock, and I'm getting dressed right now to get out the door. Okay, so, I do too. But I'm gonna be looking for it today. So when you get it together, because that's that's we we become stagnating some things. But push forward, get that done, so we can sow into your life, honey. Okay. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else? Are we good? <laughs> I'm laughing because I say on that interview, you finished or you done? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Lord, just thank you for this time today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, thank you for the incorruptible seed that has been planted. Father, I pray that you would water this seed. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it is creating a great shift. Hallelujah, a great shift, a ripple effect. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, for those things that have been um, built upon you, Jesus that have built upon the apostles and the prophets with you, Jesus, being the chief cornerstone. Lord God, we say let your word be true and every man be a liar. Hallelujah. You are true, O God. Lord, and we decree, Lord, that our identities are aligning with the identity that you have given us. We declare victory today. Hallelujah. We declare victory today. Victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless everybody. And thank you all for, uh, you know, tuning in, for real.
Have a blessed day, everybody. Walk them victory. Who told you? Book right. Love you, Bill. Bless you. God bless. Have a good day. Thank you.
This conference has reached its maximum duration and will end in one minute.